0: Alrighty, welcome back to episode 101. We're talking 101 NBA talk today, baby. Uh, it's the boys over at Man to Man, Andy, Liam,
1: co host Andy. Liam, what's good? Hanging in there, man. Another, another week has come. We get to sit down on a, a great day and talk about basketball.
0: <laughs> it's another basketball episode, man. If you guys don't like basketball, see you next week. No, we actually have a cool interview lined up. I think we got interviews lined up for the rest of February. So uh, that being said, if you missed our last interview with Danny Jackal, I was saying Jack L. Like, I caught myself throughout the – we we discussed that.
1: Yeah, How to say her, how to, at it.
0: I know. And I apologized to her. I was like, man, I kept saying Jack L, Jack L. Um, but anyways, Danny Jackal, appreciate her coming on. Episode 100, it was super dope. She's a part of the Daily Dropout gang with Steven Shapiro, who's another YouTuber, in Big Dawes, another big YouTuber. Uh, they got three and a half million subscribers on YouTube. Go check it out. She's legit. She's dope. Um, I was actually looking at her Instagram a little bit more, I and mean, when because you know she was talking about partying and the Dan Bilzerian thing and and a lot of stuff like that. Besides the college pranks, right? And I was like, are, are they really partying now? Because I don't know what you you know University of Arizona, Arizona State, California. We went to California out when we went to go uh, to Dash, record at Dash. And what did I say after just going to that one bar out there where UCLA was like right next to and then who was in the, the playoffs against the Braves, Dodgers. the Dodgers. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I mean, baddies, literally like a tr- very beautiful women everywhere. And so when she was like, oh, yeah, we party. So I then looked at her Instagram, you know, went through her highlights. Yeah, they're doing something different out there, dude. They're doing something different out there. Something, All college, so, yeah. something
1: else is going on. Out there.
0: You, you'd <laughs> have to compare, like, those frat houses and sorority houses and parties to, um, I'd say, the Alabama. Like, the Alabama house, houses, fraternities down here. Like, that's literally what it is. But I'm rambling. Uh, episode one, 101, 101. We're talking NBA today. We are without J.P., JP, uh, we're, we're, we're trying a little, I guess, a little backstory here. We're trying to do uh, these episodes on Saturdays instead of Sundays. I think that's very obvious as to why. You know, the boys are getting McGee out sometimes on the weekends. Long week, trying to get McGee. And uh, JP, we, we texted JP, asked if he was good to go on Saturday. He, I, I guess we interpret this differently. <laughs> he said, what did he say? He said, yeah, I'm going to actually be,
1: M, I think he said MIA.
0: Yeah. Until tomorrow. I, looking,
1: looking back at it, I think I just uh, read it completely wrong. I was also probably not in the the most soberest mind space uh, last yeah. night when they sent it out. But uh, but yeah, I thought he said MIA. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be in my MIA, and I was thinking first off he's gonna be nah. in Miami. I was like, what the fuck is he yeah. doing in Miami? <laughs>
0: JP, man, he's a good dude, man. We're uh we're actually glad to have JP come on board. He's kind of spiced things up. Um, but no, nah, I don't think, you know, when JP hops on with us, for you guys that don't really know who he is, um, obviously, you know, he worked for a little bit uh for us as an intern last summer, and he's just kind of been that guy that's just been with us. He loves talking about NBA basketball. And when when whenever we hop on with JP on Saturdays, he thinks we're like insane. Like, like he, we need, we really need to start boosting the Patreon again for the behind the scenes actions. But yeah, some of the stuff that we're saying, he's just kind of questioning if he should even be a part of this podcast. So it's, <laughs> we, it's great. Uh,
1: <laughs> we, uh, if you don't know like us, like personally, you probably, think we're just like regular dudes but we are we're you know we're kind of strange if you if you are outside looking yeah. in
0: we so, really yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> I, I i like to say a lot of like things that aren't on the podcast which we sh- really should uh start boosting all that stuff to patreon because we deserve our patreons um some merch here we're getting the merch out um but that being said yeah it's liam and i we're gonna rock it here for episode 101 we're gonna talk some nba ball Um stick around if you like NBA ball we got some more exciting news to I guess approach you guys at the end of the episode with what's coming next for the podcast so uh, without further ado let's get it rocking this is
1: your co-host Andy Elliott alongside your co-host Lim the Hoopstar Nash
0: All right, so sponsorships. Here we go. We don't got a sponsor, dude. You know, like we do, but we don't really know what's going on with our sponsors because they're kind of fucking us over. I'm not gonna lie. You know, we had Bet MGM for a little bit. I don't know what's going on with that. We had WinBet. Who knows? We're still looking, man. Anybody want to sponsor the boys? Come on, come holler us at us. Uh, man to Man Podcast with an S at the end at gmail.com. But that being said, we mentioned Patreon a little bit in the upfront. So today's episode of the Man to Man podcast NBA show is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. If you want to support the pod directly, it is the best way. Uh, Go check out our social media at Man to Man podcast. Hit the link in our bios and give whatever you can. There are different tiers to our Patreon. Five bucks, ten bucks. I think we go up to 20. You know, we're I don't even got 20 bucks in the bank account, dude. So uh, we're not trying to blast your wallets too much. But uh, different incentives come with different tiers. And, uh, you know, you get to see the behind the scenes. You get exclusive merch first. We're working on new merch right now. Uh, February is the month to do it. So go check it out if you want free access to that. Um, if you want early access to that and and everything else. For the people that are supporting us on Patreon, thank you. We owe you one. Um, and we're getting some merch out to you guys right now. So we appreciate that. But other than that, man, we're ready to rock. I was talking to Liam about, We were doing some prep and I was talking to Liam about hey, you know, it's it's me and you again. So it's kind of like the old days. And um, I watched a lot of basketball this week. And it's it's that's kind of opposite of what usually happens because you guys listened to the last basketball episode. I really don't I don't even know what's going on, to be honest. Um, but I did watch a lot of basketball this week because I felt like I was slacking. And Liam, you're just a basketball guy, so I know you know it as well, but we're gonna get right into it. Our opening topic. And I'll let you pick it. Our opening topic is either going to be about, you know, these NBA All-Star reserves because we've been doing sort of this competition between JP, Liam and myself. We've been doing a snake draft, kind of picking guys before these all these reserves come out uh, and see how many guys we can guess to be an NBA All-Star reserve. We'll get into that in a second so we can talk about that or we can go into something like a James Harden's upset again with the Nets and, you know, me and talking about the Nets. Uh, it's really what you want to do first. That's kind of our two our two things that we got written up up here.
1: Uh, well, let's go into the reserves being named first because they're obviously with everybody getting, you know, picked, there's a couple of things that I want to mention <clears throat> that came to the top of my head when these are coming out. And it's A, everybody's like, who is it? Who's going to be picked and how are they picked and who's going to be playing in the game and whatnot. But then also there's another side of like people getting snubbed, people getting, you know, should they even be there in the first place? And we kind of touched on it last week with the Andrew Wiggins, um, not taking anything away from him, but there's also some other players that I think A should have gotten on that list. And then B shouldn't be there for sure. And the big one that comes to my mind um, off the top of my head is Draymond Green, nothing to take away. This is not like me trying to shit on the guys um, that made it because they are a all pretty much deserving of it. But with Draymond Green, he's been hurt for the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, he's you know, a big part of the Golden State Warriors. To say the least, Andrew Wiggins shouldn't be there. But then to throw in somebody like Draymond that's been hurt, you mm. and then you have to leave out guys like big snubs. In my, I picked LaMelo Ball in our little competition. I think, yeah, he's young. It's his it second year in the league. But he's been doing a lot more than Draymond Green has for his team, and they're, you know, climbing the the rankings in the East. So I don't know. That was my biggest like qualm about this All Star. It's all fixed. Yeah, they just want to see the most, and you're, and what you say, the most exciting players out there at the time. That's how you get awards won anyway. You know, most exciting player gets usually the the edge up on uh you know these awards, but. Come on now, like Draymond Green, yeah. what, what's your what's your thoughts on that? I,
0: I was definitely thinking the same thing. And I think without just going too much further into us ranting about Draymond Green, we kind of just say the all-star reserves real quick. Yeah. Let's... So for the East, just to kind of give you guys some clarity as to what's, what's going on, what we're talking about, uh, the East reserves are Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Fleet. For the West, it's Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, uh, D- Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Cat, Carl anthony Towns. And I-, I definitely thought the same thing when I saw Draymond Green's face up there. Um, but it- it is, it's all about, yeah, like you're saying. And I want to say something before I talk about Draymond Green. Because I went over to my buddy's crib last Saturday night after we got done with the episode. Bob it. This guy don't know anything about basketball. but heard about the Andrew Wiggins thing. And I really didn't even, I should have brushed up on my research before we got talking last week, but he had mentioned the whole K-pop thing, right? And that's how Andrew Wiggins got included or got inserted into that all star starting five. I didn't really understand what was going on there. So there's a big K-pop fan base out in, I guess, I don't know, the Bay area and they're big fans of the warriors. Obviously it's a very diverse town and, and uh, very diverse fans, uh, I didn't realize that though. So they have there's a big K-pop thing. I think the what does that even mean? It's like the people out in China or is there like a f-
1: Yeah, I mean what happened was it was basically what we see in social media, if you know, if you you have these big groups, you know, of people that you don't really know that are connected, but if they all like get behind one thing, right. which in this turn it was the K-pop thing of like Let's get Andrew Wiggins, you know. It was kind of like crypto, like the the. Doge I was going to say, it's
0: kind of an NFT. Like Andrew yeah. Wiggins is kind of acting like an NFT in this situation.
1: Right. So a big fan group on the internet got behind getting Andrew Wiggins to the to the All-Star game. Right. Not even to be a starter or anything, but just to get behind him. Like, let's run it for Andrew Wiggins. And guess what? Enough fans voted, and, and that's why he's there. So, yeah, I, it was...
0: Yeah, go ahead, go so,
1: ahead.
0: yeah, just moving forward, I had guessed that Darius Garland would be an all-star. Shout-out to the Nashville boy. Let's see, did we get any Did we get any others right? I think I guessed Rudy Gobert as well. Mike Conley did not make it. Shout-out Mike. Julius Randle didn't make it. You had guessed Donovan Mitchell and DeJounte Murray. Mitchell's in there. JP had guessed Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler, I believe, yes, is in there. Let's talk about the biggest snubs here because – I, well, I do want to shout out Fred Van Fleet before we get into that. He's the fourth undrafted NBA player in NBA history uh, to make it to an NBA All-Star game. Very deserving. Uh, he's a world champion. Shout out Fred Van Fleet. Um, I do want to get into the snubs, though, because I think Jared Allen is the guy that got snubbed big time. I know a lot of people are talking about LaMelo Ball. I think LaMelo, like, LaMelo Ball was borderline for me. You know, He's very entertaining. Of course, he fits into that All-Star game. But he's in the rising stars, and it's pretty cool what they do as well with the rising stars. They're coached by you know Isaiah Thomas and Rick Barry and, and you know kind of those older legacy players. Uh, but I do want to shout out. Um, I, w- I do want to shout out Jared Allen because this is a guy that played the Hornets uh, Lamella Ball a couple nights ago. Really questionable ending, and we'll get into that in a sec. But twenty nine points, twenty two rebounds. Kevin loves calling him a fucking all star after the game. So I don't know why he's not in there. Um, I don't know who he would replace if I'm just looking at it right now, but, uh, some other snubs I believe would be like a miles bridges as well. Um, Anthony Edwards, maybe, uh, a, a Jason Brown. Um, and I, I don't know, Dejounte Murray, maybe, but I just, Jared Allen was kind of weird to me how he didn't make it. Um, just putting up really good numbers right now and what they're, the Cavs are doing in that team this on this regular season is just kind of bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, I, I I look back at it, and I think where we're kind of getting away from it is that East and West are both, like, represented by the same amount of players, right? But the team itself, it's like a draft style, so, you know, they mix and match anyway, right, in that mm-hmm. sense sometimes. So, for me, I don't think – I think we need to – this kind of bring up to my next kind of qualm about it is let's get rid of the – just the format and how we do the all-star it should be the best you know 24 players regardless of you know if they're in the eastern conference or the western conference and that's where i sit because there won't be things like a draymond green getting in there so that could be filled by you know an eastern conference player um like a Lamelo ball or jared allen that are in these other conferences that are more deserving but because it's half and half or I think that's how they do it, right? They do mm-hmm. the, you know, so many from the the East and West conference. So for me, let's get rid of that. It should just everybody should be on a level playing field. It doesn't it shouldn't be based on who you're playing for in terms of if you're in the Eastern Conference or Western conference. Because Draymond, I mean this is the conversation I keep having with people and I see it on the internet through Twitter and stuff. It's just like Let's just get the best people out there because they deserve it more than just being, you know, in the rising star. Lamella Ball, yeah, he will probably be an all-star from this year, probably until he, you know, declines in his, you know, later years, once he hits 30 or something. So he's going to get, you know, eight to 10, probably all-star if he keeps it up and doesn't get hurt. But he still deserved it this year in my eyes. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that need to be kind of not just scrapped, but changed a little bit, kind of along with like the fan voting. So we don't get these random events that, you know, like an Andrew Wiggins being in there and, you know, Draymond Green and whatever. So,
0: yeah, it's even tough to say DeMar DeRozan is like a starting five, like the starting fives are Steph, KD, Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, Joel Embiid and DeMar DeRozan Yeah. and Wiggins. Um. So I mean, and you would think that the Suns, you know, the both Suns players, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, the non-starting I mean, fives, it doesn't make sense.
1: Best best um, record in the NBA. Best I like record in the NBA, you would think that. Talking you, about.
0: Somewhat in Cleveland, I think if the games in Cleveland, by the way, the game is on February twentieth in Cleveland, you would think you know you'd have some Cleveland boys in there to represent who are deserving of it. So. For me, I don't really think a lot of people care about this to begin with. It's the NBA All-Star game. Uh, you know, you're watching – this is, like, the weird week, couple of weeks where you're watching NBA games and you're not even seeing Darius Garland or LeBron play or, like, in really some of these guys. And then some teams are winning, some teams aren't that are, you know, are expected to win and lose and things like that. So, yeah, it's just kind of a weird week. And – um I think everyone's just looking forward to what's going to happen after the NBA All Star Game, but we'll keep up with you guys. We had to mention that real quick. I know that kind of took a minute, but uh, we are going to go into our trivia question of the week. And Liam, you
1: got no assistance here, man. So I was going to say I'm by myself, man. Uh, JP, usually I you know I got some ideas going in my no. head, um, but this week is by, I'm by myself and I have no help. So um, you get it. You get a
0: hint and a question.
1: I get a hint in the question. That's that's all I can't ask for, I guess. I can't even ask my my buddy. Can I get like a phone of Frank? Can I call JP real quick? Yeah. Yeah. You'll
0: have to call JP. No, I. um, All right. So I. Every time we do these, man, I cannot remember the last one that we asked. There's just so much shit that happens throughout the week. What was the last one?
1: Do we remember? It was. I think there was two. JP added one in there too. JP
0: added one about a bench press thing, over under twenty seven reps. Yeah, I can't remember what I asked. Anyways, this week's trivia question: What year was the NBA founded?
1: So, um, I, <laughs> so I obviously we get I get the question beforehand, right before we start here, and my first first thought that it came to my head was. When you mean founded, is that the first playing year, or is that like was there a difference between it being founded and then when in like the first like year like they actually started playing games? So
0: do you so, know, or is it that the same? Yeah, I do know. It's it was founded in this year, um, but it was called the BAA, which is say. the Basketball <laughs> Association of America, and this year. Later years to come, the league merged with the National Basketball League, the NBL, and began calling itself the NBA. And I'll give you a hint on that: it's not too many years ahead of the initial year that the NBA was founded.
1: Okay, so I, my initial thoughts, obviously, I it's or like, the BAA, whatever you want to call it, right? So I, I'm sure I'm pretty sure it's around like. See, these these are, I'm glad I clarifying because I'm pretty sure it started around like 1950. And then if we're talking about a couple of years. That's a good years,
0: guess. I mean, that's a good guess. You're in you're
1: in the range for sure. Around that time frame, if it's a couple of years of the actual MBA, um, it's going to be. I don't know. That's that's a great question. I'm going to say like 1951 or two. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's close. It's very close. The NBA was founded. We'll go throw this up on Man to Man Podcast on TikTok. We're not going to give you guys the answer. Um, (laughs) But we will if you listen to the episode. So great guess. Great thinking. Uh, The NBA was founded in New York City in June of 1946 as the Basketball Association of America, the BAA, in 19... 49 the league merged with the national basketball league the nbl and began calling itself the national basketball
1: association so oh, was really so close so 49 it's pretty pretty close it's, it's crazy to think that like the nba was like the nba like the aba you know we went to aba games all the time um, yeah and Nashville. you know shout out to uh or the natural rhythm for a little bit. Whatever. The rhythm. I can't believe you remember that, dude. Yeah, dude. Hey, we, we, we held it down there. Coach, coach was Son. Coach... Wasn't Coach Son
0: playing for the rhythm? He was. He was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Liam's old college or uh, what, high school coach that just kind of dipped on the guy's senior year.
1: Yeah, it is what it is out there, you know.
0: But... Nah, that was petty. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so that's the trivia question. We'll throw it up. That's great guess, great thinking. We're gonna go into our game of the week, and I will. Uh, I'll let you start.
1: Yeah. So my this whole episode for me is gonna be kind of surrounded by you know the revenge. We're getting revenge for for people that are getting snubbed, and I'm gonna have to go. Obviously, you just heard heard me talk about Lamelo Ball. So my game of the week is gonna be the Bulls at the Hornets, and these are two teams that I think. A my take all year is the Bulls have to prove it. I know they're playing well, but they're not. They're nothing to me in terms of making a deep playoff run until they actually do it. Um, I'm not a real believer in the Bulls, but I know there's Chicago fans out there. Um, they're you know watching it because they're good this year, or watching them because they're good this year. But on the flip side, revenge tour starts now for Lamella Ball, and I'm gonna take. The Hornets here, um, it's on, I believe it's Wednesday night on ESPN. Um, Take Hornets spread. I think they'll be favored in this game. Um, I know Zach Levine is kind of dealing with an injury. He's listed day to day. So I don't know if he'll be back for this game. But if he's not, obviously the Hornets will be uh, favored uh, probably, again, by like four or five points. And then the revenge part of it. Lamelo Ball is going off these next couple of weeks leading up to the All Star game. He's going to show people that he deserves to be a, an All Star, and I'm gonna take him over his uh, total points scored. It's probably going to be sitting around 18 and a half points. Um, I know he's averaging just under 20, so somewhere around there. It doesn't matter. He's gonna he's gonna start to look to score the ball a little bit more. So I'm taking uh, taking that. I'm taking Hornets and. And and LaMelo Ball lighting it up. This- I like it. And this is a
0: rematch. I've bet on these two teams playing each other earlier in the season. Um, so I, I think I lost, actually, both times I bet on these teams. So good luck to you. Uh, I did place a prop bet on LaMelo Ball a couple weeks ago, and it was around 18 and a half. He scores a lot in the first half, and I feel like a lot of guys do that to see who's going to be scoring the ball the rest of the game, kind of get a feel about who's going to, Who's going to be hot that game kind of kind of went ice cold that second (laughs) half. And uh, of course, it's because I'm betting on the guy. And I think he I think he had like 12 or something. I needed to get 18 and he just didn't score the third quarter and fourth quarter. So he's looking to facilitate the thing about the Hornets, man. Those guys, everybody can step up at one point or another. I love watching the Hornets team. Uh, I think they're definitely a playoff team. So I like the pick my game of the week. And plus, you're kind of hot right now. My game of the week, I'm cold as ice, three and six. Fade the fuck out of me if you want. Bucks at Suns, Thursday night. I believe it's on TNT. Either TNT or ESPN. Again, brush up on some research, dude. Um, it's the rematch of the finals, and the Suns are absolutely balling right now. We all know this. I think they're like four and one the last five. The Bucs are a little iffy right now without George Hill, without Brooke Lopez, although I do believe Brooke Lopez will be back and win the MVP. Um, <laughs> Grayson Allen is weird, man. But I am going to bet on the Bucks player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not betting on the Bucks because they're going to be huge underdogs. And, Liam, I'm kind of in a rut here. I'm either going to take Giannis under one and a half threes or I can go stupid and bet on a player combo of points and assist around the 35 range with Giannis over under or the points, rebounds and assists, which is going to boost it up to about 45 over under. I'm looking at the game he's playing today on Saturday. They got it under 45 and a half at a minus 118. So, this has
1: to be a good
0: pick. <laughs> I, was I, gonna,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna say, you got any help here. Giannis. He, he. I mean, he shows out in big games. There. You got the, you know, they got Chuck. They got Ernie and and Shaq talking about. him. Um, sorry, Kenny, I, I didn't mean to leave you out on that. But they got the TNT crew for this game, I believe. So, I think. Yeah. He's going to get up and show out, so I don't hate the the total, you know, rebounds, points, and assists over 40. You know, I, could, I would almost say 50, and I'd be okay with it. Little PRA so, action. So, I, I, don't, I don't hate that, actually. I really don't. All
0: right. Well, we're going to nuke this one. It's going <laughs> to be points, rebounds, assist, Giannis over whatever it is. Yeah. Nuke it, book it, sprinkle and bank. And that leads us into our man-to-man worthy or keep it moving. JP doesn't have a game of the week. He's either in Miami or he's MIA. So I'm going to introduce these topics. Um, We'll see if I can kind of compare myself to to Justin Penza here, but we'll see how it goes. All right, so our first topic is, um, I guess, this NBA trade deadline. I, I still have not heard a lot about this. I haven't put the woes bombs on yet. Uh, the no, I haven't pushed notifications yet, but let's address the elephant in the room. James Harden. We talk about this guy every single week. Um, And the Sixers. So the Sixers are a team that are, uh, when, is Feb, when is the trade deadline? The 13th?
1: Yeah, 13th or 16th, I think it is.
0: Okay, JP, we're ready, dude. Um, but yeah, so the Sixers, long story short, are trying to get rid of Ben Simmons. And it's, it's, I think it's going to happen after the season is over, but with the Nets kind of having this weird, you know, skid of losing games, James Harden's unhappy. He realizes it's not so easy, uh, to win a ring with these three guys, because I don't know, they're all drama queens. The question here is. Does James Harden want to be traded to the Philadelphia 76ers because the Brooklyn Nets are now open to dra- trade discussions with the Sixers and Ben Simmons?
1: Yeah, I think it's, so this is the thing. <clears throat> this wouldn't be a topic of discussion right now. Um, if it wasn't coming from both sides. So if James Harden didn't want to leave or it wasn't, you know, open to leaving, um, there were, I mean, he would have shut this down, right? That's kind of where I'm thinking of, like, all right, if this is really how he feels, I know we touched on it last episode, but if James Harden believes that he can be traded and go to the 76ers, then it's – I mean, he's going to be open to him being like, all right, let's try to get it done, right? And I think he wants to do that because he's seeing how good the 76ers are right now without Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid's taking his game kind of – to a different level that we haven't really seen is that because he doesn't have another superstar on the floor? Um, Maybe, but at the same time, if he continues to play like that, it's, you know, sparking interest from these other big players like a James Harden. Um, So, yeah, I think it's kind of redundant, but if if this wasn't news to talk about, again, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Now that brings to the second point of, Will this happen before the trade deadline? And that's kind of where I think the discussion should start because I think at the end of the day, like you mentioned, at in the off season, if James Harden actually truly like is like fuck the Nets and you know we didn't win an NBA <laughs> Finals, then he's gonna be like, I right, deuces, I'm out this bitch. Have fun with Kyrie <laughs> next week. Yeah. Like KD, I'm sorry it, we couldn't make it done, but it wasn't my fault. It was this other kid that we have on our team that can't play home games right now. So right. that's kind of where I think the mindset is for James Harden. So it is what it is. But I think that's really where the conversation should start is, is it going to happen now or in the offseason? I don't know what your kind of thoughts are about that.
0: I don't think they do it. You know, if anything, I think it's it's uh, a possibly good trade for, you know, both teams in the offseason. That's how I feel about it. I think there's too much, too little of time. Um, and maybe too much pressure to pull the trigger on something like that. I'm going to say no. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't think Ben Simmons – I think you were saying last week Ben Simmons probably won't even play anywhere, especially if it's not on a contending team. And let's be honest. Are the Nets really a contending team at the moment?
1: I mean, (laughs) we know your takes about this. But, yes, I think you can't say they're not. They got KD – if KD is on the floor, they're a contending team, no matter what, because he's, he's been shown that he can take a team like last year and, and pretty much will them to uh, one shot to send them into the Eastern conference, you know, and it just didn't go in. So for me, yes, but there's another thing around the trade deadline that I think the Nets also should look into. And that's, our Indiana Pacers, uh, our Pacers are so bad right now that we are playing players that I've never heard of. We're bringing <laughs> Lance, make dance back because he's cheap as hell and he, you know, sells tickets, you know? So for me, the Pacers have four players, and I think Shaq said something about this on the TNT this week, but there's four players that we can trade, not to make the Pacers better, but these contending teams like the Nets, you know, we don't know when Joe Harris is going to get back. What is he going to do for you? But we have four players in the Indiana Pacers. It's Sabonis, bonus uh, Brogdon, Karis LeVert and Miles Turner that you add that to your team and they're going to be a lot better at that position. You know, there's only a handful of players that, you know, are better than them or, you know, you can make an argument that are, you know, better than them, but, you add any of those two the one to two pieces on your team and you become more better and you got much more depth um, at, on your team. So I would, I would, you know, kind of look out for that too. I don't know if that's like realistic, but I know that, that something could shake up around the Pacers as well. I think that's the, the other big team um, that kind of have a bunch of assets that they're still kind of looking to kind of divvy out and, 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 you know, go through their rebuild as a, as a team. So.
0: I agree. I agree. Last thing on that. The only reason why I did ask the question are the Nets uh, NBA contenders right now is because I also don't believe the Lakers are NBA contenders at the moment. And we will get into that in a second. So we talked about the Sixers, right? And I want to talk about Luka Doncic. Uh, Big game last night enters top 10 on NBA's all-star or all-time triple doubles list. I um, think he's, he just needed 237 games to do that. I think he's at 44 all-time. Obviously, Westbrook is at 244 or some shit like that. But uh, big game last night on Friday night. Um, this game was, was interesting to watch, to say the least, because I believe in the second quarter, Luka Doncic is shooting a three. It goes in, but he realized the rim is, is bent. So, uh, nonetheless... They take about a 30 to 45-minute delay to bring in an entirely different goal. And they get the goal set up. uh, They then measure the goal, the rim. It's above 10 feet. Take another 10-15 to go. It was a weird game to watch. The Mavs were down for the most part, um, especially in the first half. I think third or fourth quarter came back into it. Luka Doncic is making these fans go fucking nuts, dunking the ball over Tyus, um, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. He's going nuts, dude. Love the fans in Dallas. Uh, Luka Doncic, comeback win, 107-98 over Philadelphia. Joel Embiid played great. You're seeing this guy hustle. He is playing MVP ball right now. Um, But, yeah, he's, he's balling, and I just want to talk about how he is just, Creating records right here, and he also surpassed Westbrook for a 30-point-plus, 15-plus assist, 10 rebounds-plus, with eight total now, um, right behind Oscar Robinson and those sort of numbers right there. Um, I think at nine, and Oscar's got 22. Just want to talk about Luca right now. I know he's been on your kind of guy to watch out for. I know you say it's a chalk pick when we say who the guy is. We'll eat the next week, but shout out Luka Doncic. And I think the Mavs could really make a serious move, especially when we're talking about trade deadline, because I know we have mentioned that as well with that team.
1: Yeah, I think I'm glad you brought up Luka Doncic. Um, It's kind of, you know, refreshing to see him show out and get back to, I don't know, appearing on ESPN with these, you know, records being broken. And to think that he's so young and he's going to plan like he's, you know, a vet in the league. I just wish that they were better in terms of kind of what you were saying just as a whole team um, in terms of making a playoff run and getting into a position like at Western Conference Finals. But they just seem that they can't do that right now. Um, and it might happen in the next couple of years, but when you have a player that like Luca that's going off and doing crazy things, you know, step backs, we, everybody knows he has he's the step back king right now. Um and he makes that move and he, you know, gets to his spots on the floor. I just wish he had the team around him to do it. And I, we could see some moves, you know, picking up a, an extra player. But, yeah, I mean, you can't take anything away from Luka right now. So he's one yeah. of probably the one or two players that you just know that are going to bring it every night. Um, so I,
0: Especially I, against a solid team, too. Right. And I want to correct myself because I know JP would do the same thing. Russell what Russell Westbrook with 193 triple doubles. Right. Not right. even inter- I mean, he'll probably get 244 over under uh, if he can shoot the ball at the basket. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Luke is great to watch, man. It was a great game. Great Friday night game to watch um, on TNT. Love it. We're going to go. Our next topic here, uh, we're talking about the Nets. And I don't know if you want to brush over this, if you want to talk about it, just Quickly here, Nets are 2-8 and since Durant's injury after their loss versus Utah. This makes seven straight losses, and no team in NBA history has won a title after a seven-game skid. Harden is unhappy. We just talked about it. Durant's out. Kyrie can't play home games. My take on this, they don't come out of first round or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. This team is getting blown up. Don't think Harden will move to Philly. How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's hard when you you bring up the stat, you know, no team has, you know, won a title after, you know, losing seven straight in, in the – or, right, seven-game skid in, in history. So, I think at the, the end of the day, you have to, have to look on the flip side. No team probably has ever lost, you know, you, you, what what's the combined games that they played together this year? I think it's, like, at 10 or something. So mm-hmm. – you just have to think if you're the Nets, if you can all get healthy enough and be on the floor, you give yourself the best chance to win. And I think that's another thing that a lot of teams right now and a lot of players are keeping in mind, especially the veterans of the of the league, um, is, you know, taking games off. We always talk about load management last year. I think we're starting to see that a little bit now in terms of just players like a LeBron James, like a, you know, Kevin Durant. Um, even James Harden this year, kind of taking their time getting back. You know, they might have like soreness or, you know, a strain this, strain that. Obviously, KD's is more serious. But we see players not rushing to get back because they know all they have to do is make it to the the playoffs, and that's when the real games begin. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I agree, I don't think the Nets will, you know – win a championship this year, but that doesn't mean they're not contenders. So I'll leave it at that for me. I just, I would like to see them all on the floor at the same time. So at a plus
0: 325 favorites to win Uh, still either in that first or second spots in Vegas numbers, very weird team to watch right now. Uh, That leads us into our second to last topic on man to man worthy. And I'm going to talk about this Hornets cavs game. (laughs) <laughs> please do <laughs> this was a really good game uh calves win 102 to 101 there was a questionable foul a questionable foul at the ends when the Cavs shoot it they're down one or something um, and scary terry hacks kevin love as kevin love gets the offensive rebound a lot of people thought this foul was on the floor but since there's a second left and kevin love tries to shoot the ball it makes it look like a shooting foul. Um, there were a couple of weird things that happened in this game. And I want to start out with, I'm still trying to understand what happened. But I think a lot of people are even speculating it as the craziest thing that happened in sports. So I think it was either the second or third quarter. Uh, I honestly have no idea. I didn't watch the game that thoroughly. I had it on. But there was a play where... Uh, I believe the the Hornets had the ball, shot it or something. There was an offensive rebound, but uh, ended up going out of bounds. Someone threw it back in bounds, throws it over to Scary Terry to shoot a practice three. He misses the practice three, but is fouled by the DNP uh, Darius Garland guy who's not playing, tries to stop him from shooting the ball. And they count the three, and he gets to go to the line. I have no idea what happened, but yeah, whistleblow, whistleblows, cause ball to go out of bounds. Guy takes a dead ball practice three, gets fouled by a guy on the opposing bench. Shot doesn't go in. The refs count the three, presumably for goaltending, and sends him to the line for one, all on a dead
1: ball practice three. So the the thing that I saw was I don't think the referees intended it to be a dead ball. I think they initially when they when they went back, I think that was like it was a dead ball but I think some one of the refs didn't know it was the play was over and that's where you can't go back and not give it to them or something like that. But yeah, I I didn't really watch it. I was watching it on the ESPN highlights, right? And Sports Center, and it was the whole game was weird in first place. Yeah, but, I, I didn't,
0: I didn't understand it, but it was a very exciting end and into the game because I believe the the Hornets are down like six or seven with about a minute and a half left, and uh, PJ Washington hits two straight threes back to back, and then fucking pretty boy Ubre hits another three. They go up. It was a crazy game. It was it was a very questionable game. I think the, the refs and the NBA will look at the two-minute drill or whatever they do after games and, and probably say, yeah, we fucked up big time on that. Um, shout out Jared Allen, 29 points, 22 rebounds, should be an all-star, got snubbed. Leads us to our last topic. Uh, just kind of talked about them a little bit, but this was a week of wild endings, and I want to talk about both L.A. teams battling it out. I believe on Thursday night, Reggie Jackson went fucking nuts that game. Hit. Uh, ends up uh, hitting a game winner off uh, a no timeout from, uh, you know, after a, a, an AD alley or Russ alley to AD. Uh, don't know if you saw this game. Crazy game. But uh, I want to talk about the, the Lakers because not a contending team to me right now. LeBron is out for knee soreness, load management, cool. All-star break is coming up. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Uh, Westbrook is making threes at the end of the game when they're letting him shoot the ball he doesn't do that and then the ending it was just weird man they get the alley U. reggie jackson comes down breaks between two defenders hits the layup there's no timeout uh malik monk i don't know why that guy is throwing the ball in because he's the one that's a shooter on that team throws it to ad at half court ad turns around he's got three seconds left takes three crazy ass dribbles he's going nuts uh floater on the right hand elbow side It almost went in, but he was just going too fast. You know, There wasn't enough rainbow, and so it goes in and out, and they lose the game. Was that the correct play call? No. They didn't have a timeout. They didn't know what to do. It was going to be a crazy shot like that, but my whole thing is I don't think the Lakers are a continued team, and I feel like a lot of people that are NBA fans right now want to see the Lakers succeed with Russell Westbrook, AD, and LeBron ending up facing – the other side, the the other three top-headed monsters, Harden, Kyrie, um, and Durant. I think that's what people want to see. It's just not happening. And so that's why I believe that neither teams right now at the moment are not contending teams.
1: Right. I would say this. So the biggest thing that I, I look at that game is the Clippers, again, I'm not trying to shit on fan bases, but you have to take the facts what they are. Clippers are out Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They're playing with uh, Reggie Jackson, you know, players that aren't superstars in this league. You know, we got Zubats that were, you know, out there going crazy last week. And he's, you know, those are the players that the Clippers are playing with right now. And they come in and play the Lakers, who are, yes, down LeBron James. But you still can't, I mean, if on paper you say Russell Westbrook and – AD, they should be winning against the Clippers by at least 10 points, 15 points, if they're as good as they should be. Right. And if you are down in that game, I think they were down like 18, 20 points. Right. And it's like, they didn't even show up for this game against a team that credit to Ty Lu, I guess, but a team that shouldn't even be in the conversation of trying to win games right now with their two best players out on injury. So for me, I agree. I do think, though, the Lakers are a team, we kind of saw it last year, is they just need to get it to the playoffs. I kind of just mentioned it. But these Lakers teams, not that they're contending teams because obviously the Suns, I think, are unstoppable. Uh, it's hard to beat the Suns in a, in a seven-game series right now in the way that they're playing. But they just got to get to the playoffs. And it's almost scary to think that they're going to have to be in the playing game, right? Lakers right. are going to have to be in a playing game to get. Who are they going to face? The Suns or the the Warriors? Yeah, that will sell tickets and that will get you know a good headlining topic and, and news around the NBA and people will tune in to watch it. But do they have a chance of winning that series if they're an eight or seven seed? Hell no, they're not going to yeah. be in the 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 Warriors or the Suns right now. Um, right. but yeah, I think it is kind of the beginning of the end for kind of the LeBron era. I hope he proves me wrong, but I'm starting to get off of that ship of, like, you know, Lakers, they can do it. Because I always say to myself, LeBron James, you know, um, until he starts losing, until he loses, I can't count him out. Kind of saw it last year. You know, they didn't win. They got bounced first round. You know, what it is, what it is, or second (laughs) round. And so, like, it's whatever, you know.
0: I I do want to go ahead. and talk about a breaking trade here that we did not discuss, but it's good that we're talking about the topic because it does regard the Clippers. Uh, Blazers and Clippers make a trade here. Uh, Clippers receive Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Covington is a guy that has been on this trade deadline scope for a minute. I've been talking about him maybe going to the, uh, the fucking Mavs. Blazers receive Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick. Now, when healthy, the L.A. Clippers' depth after the Powell trade. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Zubac, Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Terrence, Terrence Mance, Brendan Bonson, and a couple other scrubs. I will say that Marcus Morris also had a really great shot at that during that game against the Lakers. I kind of saved their asses, but that is a team with the coach who's been there and done that could be kind of an underdog to watch out for in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I think adding Norman Powell, first of all, Clippers are kind of in the same position as like, I equate them as like a Rams. you know, you have to compete with LA, the Lakers, I mean, and, and, you have to go out and, and spend money, and it looks like you know money is being is being doled out at the maximum right now to go and get players like Norman Powell, Robert Covington. Low key is like a you know the steal of that trade, I think, because he adds so much like dynamic um, to the to the court. So I think the Clippers, yeah, I think that's a great trade for the Clippers. Um, we just have to see, like, when you have so much depth how do you want especially once you get players back, like Paul George, I think is scheduled to come back sooner than Kawhi Leonard, but like who, you know, fits with who, the chemistry, you all all start thinking about that, Um, especially like with people like Reggie Jackson that, you know, probably thinks he deserves to be on the floor, but you know, if you you got Norman Powell in there that's going crazy, you're not going to take him out because I think Norman Powell right now is a lot better than Reggie Jackson, but I think Reggie I'm,
0: Jackson's kind of proven himself
1: I mean Reggie Jackson is a, a Second tier point guard he he's a Backup point guard six man Type role on a good team he's Not a you know starting Point guard in my eyes but That is no here or there but yeah I think the Clippers are kind of putting their chips to The table you know and and trying to make A run for it because that's kind of A team we haven't really talked about because their Stars are out but the Clippers you can't I don't want to play the Clippers in the first round. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I don't know,
0: man. I feel like that Reggie Jackson is their starting point guard.
1: But, he is, uh, but he's not. He's he, not, I though. Mean, he's
0: not. You, you watch the highlights of that Lakers game, you'll be like, damn, he showed up. Um, okay, cool. So that that kind of concludes uh a lot of our episode. Um, I want to do some honorable mentions real quick. Shout out Fred Van Fleet, comes fourth player in NBA history, become an NBA all-star. Bet on yourself, man. Bet on yourself. Liam, do you have any honorable mentions?
1: Uh, no, but I see you got some written down here. So I was just gonna kind of ask you to read those without <laughs> saying that out loud.
0: But yeah, hey, go ahead, brother. <laughs> come
1: on now. It's we don't know what the hell is going on out the time around here, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I see. I also do. I, I like the Clay Thompson one you wrote down. Um,
0: Clay Thompson surpasses Kobe Bryant in most points scored at yeah, I mean, uh, at 18 20, 1829 1829
1: the other night. I mean it's it's crazy to think that we that 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 we get to witness the best two shooters in a backcourt to ever live and play the game of basketball in Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, you know. And that's just it, it's it's back to back when they were, you know, the squad is getting back together. You know that, you know, yeah. the squad is getting back together. They're getting
0: The gang's getting back together. Yeah.
1: And it's crazy to think that we get to see them in the playoffs. And, and I think they're a scary team. But, yeah, shout out Clay Thompson going crazy, man. Want
0: to yeah. shout out uh, the, the Indiana boy, Karis LeVert, 42, 8-5, and five, shooting 73% from the field, tight loss against the Bulls. The Bulls and Pacers, for some reason, always play. It's always a really good game. Uh, I know we've seen some crazy endings to those those two teams playing. Uh, Vucevic went for 36, 17 rebounds, three blocks, 76% field goal percentage. I know I've kind of talked about Vucevic at the very beginning of season three for us. It's just other guys that you need on that Bulls team to make a run. And Trey Young. Who ends up playing? JP had a parlay last week with Trey. L- Trey Young didn't think he. I don't know why he didn't think Trey Young was going to play. Trey Young ends up going for forty three uh, points, five assists, six three pointers made, sixty four percent from the field, and beat the. Was it the Suns?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. the Suns.
0: It was the Suns, and he. I, I I was gonna nuke that parlay, but I just didn't. And then I guess just to kind of end it out, I do want to shout out. Ja Morant and the Grizzly boys going into the garden, making some noise. I love that team right now. I'm going to be rocking with them in the playoffs. We're Tennessee boys. We've always been Grizzlies fans. We are not on that bandwagon. We've been there. Um, they got a fucking dog in that team. And I, I love watching them, man. So shout out Ja. He didn't go too crazy. I think he had like 22 when a lot of people had some prop bets on him because he was averaging 28 in the past five or six games. But Man, I do want to say one thing about Ja though. I'm kind of tired of seeing all these social media accounts with the captions of Ja almost, almost fucking dunk on somebody, dude. He's doing all this almost stuff. I think he tried to dunk on Robin, uh Mitchell Robinson, and it was more or less Mitchell Robinson playing really good defense. It was a foul, but blocked the shit out of Ja Moran. <laughs> I'm seeing on House of Highlights. Ja Moran almost postered. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Ja Morant get get you one, though.
1: The only thing I'm worried about is Ja Morant. There's two things. (laughs) Ja Morant scores, like, more than half of his points in the paint. So he needs to, you know, kind of learn to, you know, expand his game in the sense of make them think that I'm going to shoot. You don't have to just chuck them up, but make them think I can, you know, shoot the ball a little bit. Take one or two threes, a couple jump shots here and there. And then – when he does go to lane, he will put his nuts on head and, and mm. it won't be almost anymore. It will be the real thing if his game kind of expands because right now all he does is get a pick, you know, spin, move, cross, cross, chrissy, cross, get some scissors or something. I don't know what the fuck he does. It ain't basketball moves, the stuff that he does, but and then get to the to the rim and throw up, a, you know, not even looking at the fucking goal backwards through his yeah. legs type shit. So for me, <laughs> for me, if he expands his game, and that comes with just getting older and learning, but when you're when your points like sixty percent of your points come from inside the paint, it does come to that almost like I almost dunked on me, I almost did this. Expand your game, you know a little bit, and uh, and we'll start seeing the almost turn into always type shit. So I don't know, I'm excited too though. John Morant, man, special player. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else out here you just <laughs> nah that's it
0: Um shout out Kevin Porter Jr man don't know why but he's just kind of balling they had a great game against the Cavs so that's about it for me man that's about it Um cover art coming soon
1: yeah
0: I'm excited for that saying that for a month but uh we hit up our person and said
1: hey knock knock we're fucking ready, dude. <laughs> Been ready for a minute now. <laughs> ready. Um, shout out to JP. Uh, we'll catch, catch him next week, I believe. Unless he's in Miami again. But uh, if you ain't yeah. got nothing else, uh, I'm going to namaste these fools out of here. So namaste to you guys. Wow. Namaste.
0: Namaste. Man to man on all socials. We'll see y'all next week, baby. See? Only in the night.
1: Hustling.